this is Prophecy Now. I'm Liberty, your host from Spirit Move Ministry. Let's just jump in and talk about times and seasons, prophecy, everything that God's doing right now, and what we need to be preparing for. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, it is Liberty here from Spirit Move Ministries. I am so excited to be with you as usual. I hope you're having an amazing week. Um, If you have not, you need to go back and watch the Florida Word. Even if you're not from Florida, here's the thing. When, When you're called to something or you need prayer backup, you'll ask people to pray that aren't even connected to you. So they don't live in your household, but you still want them to pray for you. It's the same thing. Florida and Texas are extremely important with all that God's going to do in the future. So it's very, very important that we back them up in prayer. So you need to go listen to the words so you know how to pray for Florida because they are key to the future of this nation and revival as a whole in the whole world. Their their role is big time in the glory, you guys. Many places are important, but Texas and Florida are very important. And so go listen to the word and see what God is saying and doing for Florida And uh, so you can intercede for them and they can be in your thoughts and in your heart and in your mind on um, all that God wants to do in them. And so, um, okay, so I hope you guys are all doing great. Uh, There's a lot going on. Um, The mentorship, uh, we we kicked off the meet and greet. It was amazing, you guys. We had a great time with all of you. Um, I'm so excited to do this journey with you. And um, just so you know, we have not done the prodigal prayer because we left town because I was out of town filming and uh, we still had a whole lot of pictures coming in. And so we went ahead and we're like, well, I'm gone. So let's just let more pictures and more stuff come in and then we will do it this week. So that, that should be happening tomorrow. I will also let you know that on Covenant Prayer Movement, my uh, prayer ministry page. If you go to that page, you will see we've had two, the last two prayer sessions have been amazing and they have involved prayers for the prodigals. And so you need to go watch those and participate. They're about an hour long each. And um, we wrecked it. We wrecked it in the glory. We had an amazing time. We were praying. We were interceding. We were uh, just believing for all that God was going to do. And it was an amazing time in the glory the last two weeks as we prayed for the prodigals. As you know, we're going to be in Florida. Um, we will be in Florida the end of the month. We're so excited to see you in Florida. We um, are going to go there and just release the word of the Lord over Florida. Everything that he's been speaking to me that I have not talked about yet, we will be talking about in Florida Um, Covington will be joining us for that event for the worship and we are so excited to have him join us again he has joined the spirit move family and we are looking forward to that Um, you guys there's so much going on in the glory I could make so many announcements but I'm not going to do that at this moment but the biggest thing is is remember that the mentorship will close at some point that's the end of the month I will not be receiving any more to join the mentorship and then also um be watching for the prodigal prayer because we are going to record it. And so be watching for that. And um, we're so excited, you guys. We believe God's already moved greatly. 
And like I said, go back and watch Covenant Prayer Movement, those prayer times, and join in if you have prodigals. Amen. Um, we are so, so excited about um, what happened last night. We had an amazing prayer time last night and then last the Sunday before. And there's just so much good stuff happening in the glory realms. Also, um, I thought I might let you know some updates on the Easter event. Um, we have some other people uh, that we've reached out to, and they're going to join our um, crazy train, our Easter revival in Oklahoma. And that is Corey Russell and Jenny Weaver will be joining Spirit Move and our team and um, Apostle Stephen Strader from Florida will be joining us. Um, we have quite a group coming together for an amazing time in Oklahoma. And uh, also uh, the Hagans from Rama Bible School, our Bible college, are going to be there in some form to help open the revival. I will be doing the opening night and the closing night. So I will be opening on Friday night. And I'm so excited to see you guys. You want to be there because I'm going to be uh, doing a special impartation prayer time, and it's going to be amazing. And that is for the Oklahoma Easter Revival, the 15th through the 19th. Um, and we want to see you there. Um, okay, guys, I'm getting ready to share a story that I've not shared publicly yet. And um, if you see the title, it says, I gave an angel a ride. Okay, so this is a story I have not told. And for the last, like, four or five days, for whatever reason. Okay, guys, I'm continuing on. The lights are shutting off again. So we'll see how long this lasts. I'm just going to truck right through it. Okay, so I was saying that I gave an angel a ride. And this happened about four years ago. And like I was saying, I was filming for a Christian Television Network in Houston. We were, I was gone for a few days. And while I was there, the Lord kept saying to me, you gave an angel a ride. I need you to tell that story publicly. You have not told it publicly to the Spirit Move family. And so I was like, okay, when I get back from Houston, I'm going to record this word. I recorded it yesterday. And then it was nowhere to be found on my phone. So this is try to. Uh, and I'm declaring that it shall show up on my phone so I can upload it to YouTube. Amen. So basically it was about four years ago. Um, me and my son. And I'm giving you guys really good details. So you just better track with me. And don't get all offended because it will be a little longer. Because I'm giving you serious details that I can't leave out because they're so key and they're so important. Okay, so me and my son were on our way. We had went to town. And just so you understand, the road was a two-lane or it was a four-lane highway. So basically, it wasn't really a highway, but it was like a parkway. So there was two lanes on each side, and there was a large median in between. So we go to town. We're coming home. And as we're driving down this road, um, we... Uh, I'm in the right lane and I'm driving behind this big diesel and it's kind of a ways in front of me. Well, as we're driving, I see on the right side um, a woman walking on the edge of the road, along the edge of the road. And I, I looked at my son and I'm like, that's really weird because um, she was like literally on the edge of the road, like the blacktop. 
And I thought, that's really weird. And it was a blonde woman in a dress. And I could only see the back of her. And um, this huge diesel is traveling down in front of me. And I'm watching this whole thing, okay? You know how diesels always kind of, any car, okay, not just diesels, we kind of get over when someone's walking along the road because, you know, we, we want to be safe. We don't want to hit them. And so we try to kind of get over and, and kind of get away from them. Well, the diesel didn't do that. The diesel went right by her like she wasn't there. And in my, in my heart, in my spirit, I was like, okay, that was weird. See, I, I notice all these things. And so my son, Daniel, the dream interpreter, um, you know, we're, we're driving and we're like, well, that was really weird. He drove by her like she wasn't there. And so we drive up the road about a block and the Lord says to me, turn around. And I was like, okay. And so I drove up further to where there was a, basically a U-turn place where you could do a U-turn. And so I go and I go and I do go to do a U-turn and I say to myself, I said, in my, in my mind, in my, my heart, I said, God, what is up? I said, you know, why am I going back? And he said, um, you're going to go back and pick her up. And I was like, okay. And I knew then that, that it was, she was an angel. I just knew that God was telling me, you need to go back um, because I'm up to something and you need to go back. So we turned around, we went back, I pulled off the side of the road, and when I, we pulled off the side of the road, you guys, I'm telling you legit every little detail, okay? This story was crazy, but beautiful and amazing. So we pull off the road, and we pull up, and all we see is the back of her. She's looking off at the mountains, and she's in a dress with short, blonde, curly hair, and she's carrying a purse up around her shoulder, and she's just holding on to it like this, like holding the loop of it. But she's facing away from us. So all we see is her back. So my son rolls down the window and says, um, are you okay? Can we help you? And she turns around and she looks at us. And we immediately had a massive fright, like a fright, you guys. And we, she looks at us and... We're like, whoa, we're taken back because her whole face is bashed up and it's mangled. I am not exaggerating. You guys, for real. Her face was bashed up and mangled. Her skull had a big old line in it. And it looked as though her skull had been, had been bashed open and then healed back together the wrong way. You know how normally you go to a hospital, they... they get a plastic surgeon in there. They try to put everything back together right when you've had a bad accident or something. This wasn't like that. She had been all bashed up in her face and on her head, and it looked as though it, it healed that way. So like she didn't have medical attention. And we both just look at each other, and we're like, okay, we're, we're, we're already here. We're talking to this person. They have a mangled, bashed up face and a bashed up head. Her eyes were crooked like this. I'm not joking you. She had beautiful blue piercing, very bright blue eyes, but they were crooked like this. And they were displaced on her face. She had a large like gash line here and her skull was all like crooked. And one start was really high and this one was really low and it was really bubbly and it, her whole face was mangled, okay? 
So I'm kind of feeling the panic of what have I got myself into and my kid is with me. So we say to her, um, you know, do you, what are you doing out here? Do you need to go to the store? You know, you're really far away. And just so you guys understand, the location where she was walking, there's no stores. It was miles and miles away from anything. Like the, the next store was five miles up the road. And the, the store behind her that would have been behind her was like six miles behind her. So there was nothing there. There was no reason for her to even be walking there because there's nowhere to go. And so I said to her, I said, you know, do you need to go to the store? Do you need a ride? And she's sitting there holding her purse. And she looks at me and she says with a very, and I can say now, an angelic voice, but it was a very sweet, young girl sounding voice. She goes, sure, that would be great. And, you know, we're just getting more freaked out by the moment. And so I said to her, I looked at her and I go, um, do you need help with money? Do you have, you know, money for what you need at the store? Um, you know, or do you need us to help you? And literally, I'm not joking you, you guys, these details I am not making up. My son was a, a dead on witness to all this happening. So she's sitting there holding her purse like this. And then she says, oh, no, I have money. And then she puts her hand out. And there's a, a huge wad of old money in her hand. You guys, it was not there before. It legit was not there. We would have seen it. I would have seen the money wad in her hand. She goes, oh, no, I have money. And there was a wad of really old money, like it had been around for 100 years. And she held it up in front of us. And she goes, oh, I have money. So we were like, okay, this is getting weirder by the minute. So we pull up off the road and we tell her, well, we're going to pull up off the road a little better. And then we're, we'll open the back so you can get in and we'll give you a ride up to the store. It's about five miles up the road. And so she said, okay. So we pull off. She gets in, we open the door, my son gets out, opens the door, lets her in, and when he lets her in, I look down and I notice she has no shoes. I didn't say anything because I didn't want to embarrass her because at this point I was still on the fence. Am I, is this an angel? Like what's going on? This is like really crazy. Her face is mangled. Her head is beat up. This is not for real. Nobody would go around like this. Nobody would not be healed right because there's medical attention. And so it was not right. And she was young, not old. And so the whole thing was just like, okay, I'm trying to figure this out in my head. God, what do you do? What do you do? And are we putting a cycle in our car? My son is with me. Ah! Okay. So we get her in the car and I was like, well, I've already agreed to this. So I've got to take her to the store. So we get her in the car. I look down and I see she has no shoes on. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. So we continue to drive. And as we're driving, um, we're driving and she's sitting in the back seat right, right to my caddy corner to where when I look through the rear view mirror, I can see her eyes straight in the rear view mirror. So I look at her and I'm talking to her and I say to her, I look at her and I go, um, you know, so are you, you know, so what are you doing? Um, are you from around here? I was just making conversation. I said, so are you from around here? And I look at her like this into the rear view mirror. And I'm just looking in it. And she looks at me dead straight in the rear view mirror with her piercing blue eyes. And she just goes like this. And I was like, 
whoa. And I looked at my son and I was like, okay. And, I, and he knew my look. I couldn't say anything because she was in the car. But I was like, oh my goodness, something's up here. And so then she says to my son, um, so what's your name? And he goes, oh, my name's Daniel. She goes, hi, Daniel. It's so nice to meet you. And it was just really creepy, you guys. So here we're driving. And as we get closer to the store, uh, I, the Lord begins to speak to me about my shoes. I had just bought these shoes, these really cute slip-on shoes. It was my first time wearing them. And, uh, and I'm like, I'm going to have to give her my shoes. I'm going to have to give this person my shoes because I'm not going to let her get out of the car and go into the store and go around without no shoes. That's just not right. You would, who does that? So I was like, okay, I'm giving away my new shoes. And I already knew I was going to do it. So we get to the store. We pull in. I, for, for whatever reason, I feel like I'm supposed to go all the way around and park at the very back of the parking lot, like really far from the front door because I knew I was going to have a conversation with her, try to get her to take my shoes, but without offending her because, you know, I don't know if it's an angel and I don't want to offend somebody. And um, so we pull up. We were at the very back of the parking lot. And so I said, I looked at her um, and I looked back like this and I looked back. I looked at her feet and to ask her, do you need shoes? And I said, do you need shoes? And she said, sure. Well, at the time, I was actually not driving and I could see her shoeless feet. And I looked down. She was wearing white socks. White socks, you guys. And they weren't dirty. They were clean white socks. She had been walking on the highway. Her socks should have been pitch black. They should have been gross and pitch black, but they were not. They were pure white and they weren't dirty. They didn't even look like she had been walking outside in the dirt. They were not all dirty. And so I look at them and I don't say anything, but I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what is going on? She's an angel. Angels don't wear shoes. Oh my gosh, I have an angel in my car. Something's up, something's up. So then I look down and I say, and I'm freaking out inside and I'm going, her, her, her socks are white. There's no dirt on her socks. What's up with that? This is not real. And I said to her, I said, well, um, what size shoe do you wear? And you can try mine on to see if they'll work. And she looks down, literally, I'm not joking you. She dangles her feet out like this in front of the seat. And she looks at her feet and she goes, um, maybe size seven or size eight. She's like, I don't really know. And I was like, oh my goodness, she does not know her foot size. She doesn't even know what size shoe she wears. And so I, I, it was just getting closer to me understanding that I'm pretty sure I had picked up an angel. And God had told me to because he was up to something. So I was seriously paying attention. By this time, even though we'd had no conversation except for weird eye contact, I knew my son knew what was up. And so I'm sitting there and I take one shoe off and I give it to her. And she puts it on her foot and she shakes it around like this. And she goes, oh, yep, they fit perfectly. So I was like, okay, awesome. So I took off my other shoe. I gave it to her. She put them both on. She held her feet up like this out above the seat where she was sitting. And she looked at her feet and she goes, oh, yes, they fit perfectly. 
And I was just like, oh my goodness, this is really happening. So then I was like, okay, well, um, you know, we just live down the road. Uh, do you want us to come back and pick you up after you're done at the store? She's like, no, I'll be fine. I don't need, I won't need a ride back. And I was like, okay, I thought that was really weird, but I didn't say anything. I was like, okay, well, you're sure you don't need us to come back and pick you up and take you somewhere. And she said, no, she goes, I'm good. And I was like, okay. So she gets out of the car and the van doors open and she turns around to close the van door. And then I realized I never introduced myself and never asked her her name. You guys ready? You ready for some glory bombs? Woo! I feel the glory already. For whatever reason, I was supposed to share this story. This is the season for it. I've never told this except for to some uh, a select church members back in the day, like four years ago. So I look at her and I go, oh, I didn't tell you my name. My name's Liberty. What is your name? And she goes, oh, my name is Sharit. But she said it like with an accent, you know, Sharit. And I go, oh, your name's Sharit? And she goes, yes, I'm Sharit. And I said, well, it was awesome to meet you, Sharit. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll see you again someday. And she said, I'm sure, we, I'm sure you will. And then she closed the door. And me and my son, we just looked at each other like, what the heck? And we were way at the back of the parking lot. So she would have had to have walked really far to get up to the front door. Of, it would have taken her a few minutes to get up there to the store. And so we look at each other and we're like, oh my goodness, we think she's an angel. So then we both turn back to look at her and watch her walk into the store and she was gone. Like this, she disappeared. Gone, just gone. Nowhere on the parking lot, nowhere to be found. So we were like, what the heck? So we got in the car and we went and we drove around the parking lot, like thinking, we've lost our minds. Where'd she go? She can't just disappear. And then we thought, well, if she was an angel, did she disappear and leave my shoes somewhere? I didn't want them back, you guys. Come on. I was very happy to give them away. But I was like, that would be really cool. We could take a picture of it and prove that I gave an, an angel my shoes. But we couldn't find the shoes anywhere. And so we're driving home and me and my son are just sitting in the glory. We realized what was happening. We had just given an angel a ride. But what I didn't understand was why that we had given this angel a ride and why it was so important that day and what God was doing. So we go home and I'm just blown away and I'm in the glory and I'm like, what's going on here, Lord? And I felt like he told me, I want you to look up the meaning of Sharit. So I was like, okay. So I didn't know how to spell Sharit. I had never even heard it before. Those of you that are watching that have any kind of Jewish descent, you already know where I'm going with this because you know what Sharit means. So I go and I put in Sharit the way I would think to spell it. And the first thing that comes up is a website for Judeo-Christians. It was a Jewish Christian website. And you open it up and Sharit, guess what Sharit meant? Remnant. I am remnant. Sharit means remnant, the remnant. Well, you have to understand, I was so in the glory and I was so blown away by what was happening. I kind of spazzed out and I went in my room and I got on my face on the floor and I sat 
before the Lord, like I was like in the Holy of Holies and I sat on my face and I was like, oh Lord, what is happening? Because I just picked up an angel who was mangled, looked terrible, and her name is Remnant. What is happening here? What are you trying to tell me? And he said, this is what my people look like. He said, many see my people and they look like outcasts. They look broken. They look like nobodies. And he said, whew, when I said that I'm going to use the nobodies and I'm going to use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, this is what I mean. My remnant will look like an outcast. My remnant will be kicked aside. They will be seen as Jesus freaks. They will be seen as losers, uh, lunatics, fruit loops, lulus, you name it. That's how we're going to be seen. And he said, Christ said that we would be seen as outcasts. We would be persecuted just as he was persecuted. And he said, the reason why the angel Sharit, remnant, I am remnant, looked the way that she looked was because you need to know she was representative of how the remnant looks to the world, the dying world. We're a joke. We're an outcast. And he said, we're going to be seen as a joke and an outcast until the time is upon them. And the, the, the latter day rain and the massive outpouring of glory and fire are so big that they can't, they're going to want to join the outcasts. And then the outcasts are going to go from being the remnant, which is a small amount of people, the minority to the being the majority. But he said, I gave you a visual of what? The remnant looks like to the world. You look like crazy Lulus. You, you disdain people. You're an outcast. You annoy them. This is why you get attacked. This is why people get offended by my people. They get offended by Christianity. He said, people were offended by me. I offended people every day. And... You needed to see what people see and it puts them off because we're outcasts, just as I said that you would be outcasts. And so I was just like, you know, so just in the Holy of Holies going, whoa, the whole thing was blowing my mind. And I said, you know, but why in an angel form? Like what, what's with the angel? And he said, you need to know you're right where you're supposed to be and you're doing what I've told you to do. Don't question what I've called you to do and where you're supposed to be. And he said, Sharit is still here. She is here and she is working with you and beside you. And he said, many of my angels are here and they're working with you and beside you and they are available. And he said, you can activate them and call upon them to work with you and minister with you anytime. You are never alone. My remnant is never alone. You have backup. 
There is an entire angelic army that, whoo, you guys, the glory is so strong right now. I know you can feel it while I'm talking. Whew, I'm going to keep it together. There's an entire army of angels available to the body of Christ. Some of them are called to be our guardian. Others are called upon when it's time to minister and to go into battle in, the, in intercession and in warfare. And he said, you need to know that Sharit is available. All the angels are available. And there is help from other places that I have made available to you. And so the whole thing was blowing my mind. And um, just for him to show me that he meant what he was doing and that we had picked up an angel and it was all real and the message was real. The next day I get a flyer in the mail and it says, hashtag, I am remnant. I about passed out. And my son came in home from school and I said, oh my goodness, you need to look at this. And I showed him the flyer that said, hashtag, I am remnant. And he was like, what? And it was from Pat Schatz line, who is one, is one of the people who has prophesied over me and my family and the ministry we're doing. And he was doing a revival service at a local church of people we knew that were down the road, pastors we knew already. He was going to be doing a revival service there, and he was going to be talking about I Am Remnant. And then I knew that we had to go. And so we did go to that service, and we had an amazing weekend at that revival weekend. And I will just tell you this. I don't know why now God has told me to go public with this story. But he wants you to know there's, there's angel armies available to you. We are not alone, remnant. That we may look like outcasts. We may disdain the world. We may offend people with the gospel, with who we're called to be, and, and how we release it because we're Jesus freaks. We're fruit loops. We're way out there. He said, that cannot stop my remnant. Because eventually, all those who are offended by you are going to want to join you. When you rise and you stand and you're on fire and you spread the fire, people will not be offended anymore. And they will join the remnant. And they will be brought in. Amen. And so I hope that this angel story truly blessed you, you guys. Um, literally, he has not made me feel led to share it publicly on this channel or in the Spirit Move ministry necessarily until this last week he kept saying to me, Sharit, Sharit. And I was like, okay, God. And he said, it's time for you to tell your angel story. There's many that will be blessed by it. Because he said, as the remnant is rising, and as we are under attack, and as we are looked at as outcast, as we are called names, and we are made, from, made fun of, and all that, he said, they need to know, they are not alone, that we are all doing exactly what he wants us to be doing, and not to question it, and that there are angel armies that back us up, and they are available to us. All we have to do is call upon them to join the fight. Amen and amen. So I'm going to pray for everybody. 
Woo, you guys, I am sweating. The glory is so strong in here. Let's pray right now. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you and we praise you. And we say we are honored to be a part of the remnant. We say use us, King of glory. And we say thank you that we are outcasts. Thank you that we offend people. And Lord, we will never calm down. We will never step aside. We will never sit down on the job. And we declare, and I want you guys to repeat after me, I declare, I am remnant. I declare, I am remnant. We are the remnant. We are the body. Let's do this, remnant. Amen. And I declare that you will have everything you need to go and be the remnant. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. You guys are awesome. I'm going to go subscribe, hit the little bell so you get all the other words that I put out. You guys need to know there's so much going on in the glory. I hope you watched uh, the three dark years and then the three dark uh, years part two. You need to watch part two, you guys. That is going to bless you and wreck you. Okay, and I release an impartation anointing at the end of that video and you need to go and receive that because we're coming into the three dark years. But we have a special protection. Those that are being obedient and following the call, we don't have to fret. Now, I will mention this. It is very interesting that the Lord had given me that dream about the 54 days. And that on, on the 54th day, I had the first prophecy over Florida. The 54th week is the end of February. We're going to be doing our prophetic summit in Florida. But that God told me during the when we're coming up to the 54th week is the start of the three dark years. Um, and it's interesting that he told me mid-February. And at the time he gave me that prophecy, I had no idea about the satanic gathering in Scottsdale. God's on the move and revival's in the land. Trust him. We are remnant. We are remnant. Amen and amen.